Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled A Life Pleasing to God, Part 3. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning international audience. We also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Please note, Our audio issues are cleared up. It is my hope to re-record our episode, A Life Pleasing to God, Part 1, to clean up the audio. Again, outside issues beyond our control were the result of our diminished audio quality. These outside issues are now fixed. Please accept our apologies again for the quality of that episode. Last week, we continued our study found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 1-8. through 8. However, as I have said before, each verse and paragraph is a literal treasure trove of spiritual knowledge. Please understand this. Last week, we studied 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 2 and 8. Verse 8 read, Consequently, The one who rejects this is not rejecting human authority, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you. What did this verse just say about rejection of what Paul is saying? It said, the one who rejects this is not rejecting human authority, but rejecting God. This week, we complete this portion of examination found in this portion of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Remember, all seemingly takes a detour here and goes down an apparent new path. It is actually a prerequisite for what comes next in the bottom of this chapter, which we are now nearing. It is also the foundation for building the necessary requirements in our lives for what comes next in chapter 5. Just what is a life pleasing to God? To find out, let's get started. There are three subjects in this total passage. The first two are related and only separated by paragraphing, in my Bible. The third subject has its own heading. So, these verses read, Now on the topic of brotherly love, You have no need for anyone to write you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another, and indeed you are practicing it toward all the brothers and sisters in all of Macedonia. But we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more, to aspire to lead a quiet life, to attend to your own business, and to work with your hands as we commanded you. In this way, you will live a decent life before outsiders and not be in need. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 9-12 through 12. 
In verses 9, 11, and 12, we see three subjects of note. They are, 1. The Thessalonians are what? They are, quote, taught by God to love one another, end quote. 2. The Thessalonians are to also aspire to lead a quiet life, attend to their own business, and to work with their hands. If they do, Scripture says, quote, In this way you will live a decent life before outsiders and not be in need. End quote. Lastly, 3. Being obedient in items 1 and 2 should make the Thessalonians to live a decent life without need in the appearance of others or, as Scripture said, quote, outsiders. End quote. When was the last time you were taught anything by God as Scripture speaks here? We also can note that the teaching from God was, quote, to love one another, end quote. It would appear for us today this applies to what we, in the States at least, call, quote, the body, end quote, referring to our local church of attendance by us. How we approach church life and daily life seemingly is in contradiction here in Scripture. However, the contradiction is ours alone. We believe, contrary to what Scripture is saying here, that we should be very public people when Scripture is quite to the contrary in this matter. Remember, it said, Aspire to lead a quiet life. Attend to your own business and work with your hands. Today, men and women work more with their minds than their hands. Much more of what we do today is interpreted as mental work than the physical hands-on type of work we used to do in the United States. Yet, we do much work with both, even today. Our hands type on a keyboard, and our work is more of a virtual nature. Yes, this work eventually shows itself in something physical, like a car, a building, or something else physical, of which we can see and touch physically. Nonetheless, before we finally arrived at that place, much virtual work was done resulting in nothing physical as yet just something on a computer screen that will eventually speak to other computer-based machines, resulting in the physical item as previously mentioned or something else. So, even today, we still work with our hands despite the fact much of it no longer entails physical labor as the Bible is presently speaking. So, even today, this passage should still speak to us regardless of what we do with our hands. To refresh you, our first verse of examination read, Now on the topic of brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write you, comma, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. Let's break this verse down. It has two parts separated by a comma. 
Paul writes on the topic of brotherly love that the Thessalonians have no need for anyone to write them. Then a comma, as Paul then says, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. The implication here is one another is regarding only one's church members. That is curious, given that American churches take this as loving everyone, saved or unsaved. Yet, how did this chapter open? Verse 1 said, Finally then, brothers and sisters, we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus, Mama. This portion of verse 1 clearly shows Paul was writing, speaking to, only those of the faith we confess to have in Jesus Christ as born-again Christians. For, in those days, whatever they called those who were clearly saved of God. What does commentary say on this? First, on the topic of brotherly love, we read in commentary by Doddridge. But, as touching brotherly love, the peculiar charity and affection which one Christian owes another. From Barnes New Testament Notes. Notice there is no mention whatsoever to the unsaved, period. This makes this passage instruction to the saved or Christians alone of any day and time who read this passage in the Bible. Commentary from Barnes New Testament Notes reads further, Ye, or you, need not that I write unto you. That is, quote, as I have done on the other points, end quote. They were so taught of God in regard to this duty that they did not need any special instruction. What church have you attended where brothers and sisters had this kind of love for each other, something that is only expressed when in church, something that resonates both in church and when not in attendance doing things like working, or out of church due to illness that prevents attendance? This also is quite clear and unmistakable in how it is said by Paul. They were so well taught of God no further instruction by Paul is needed. Can we say we are this well taught of God today? In America, where I have gone to church, I can say undeniably no. In America, we do not only seek but receive our instruction from a person with the belief they are hearing from God and speaking what God said to them back to us. This begs the question, what about God? Do we receive and furthermore understand his speaking and teachings to us today? Again, the answer is no. Please note, this is not true of all American churches, but in many. In America today, we listen to a message given as a sermon for 30 to 60 minutes. We then forget it by the time we have had 
in-church coffee and talk time. Most certainly by the time we have driven home from church the same day. Just how helpful to us is this form of instruction, since it is so very soon forgotten? The proof before our very eyes that we never see this, for some reason, is not benefiting us with regard to making us like the Thessalonians who received their instruction from God alone. When was the last time you not only talked to God, but heard his instruction? This, in part, gives reason as to why the church of today is where it is in America, at the very least. Seeing such things like pandemics. I am not including such things right now, even if they come to mind. I am sticking solely on scripture for this examination. Commentary continues, quoting, For ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another, not merely by the light of nature, which teaches men to be kind, courteous, affable, and beneficent, nor by the law of Moses, which obliges men to love their neighbors as themselves, nor only doctrinal by the ministry of the gospel, which frequently inculcates, meaning to teach others by frequent instruction or repetition, the exercise of this grace as a matter of great importance and consequence, nor only by the new commandment, the example of Christ, but by the Spirit of God internally in regeneration, who, according to the tenor of the new covenant, writes this law of love and of Christ upon the heart, and this being written upon the hearts of the Thessalonians by the finger of the Holy Spirit, whereby they were dearly directed and powerfully taught to exercise this grace and discharge this duty, and under the influence of the same Spirit did exercise it, it was unnecessary for the Apostle to write about it and press them to it. From the New John Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible this commentary passage makes two thoughts very clear. The first thought stated has four qualities to it. They are, one, not merely by the light of nature, which teaches men to be kind, courteous, affable, and beneficent. Two, not by the law of Moses, which obliges men to love their neighbors as themselves. Three, not only doctrinal by the ministry of the gospel, which frequently inculcates the exercise of this grace as a matter of great importance and consequence. And four, not only by the new commandment and example of Christ. All four items broken out, of which we just read, are all to be in play during our waking hours and interactions with others save or not. These four items are four displays of our character that makes us who we are in Christ 
as we reflect him in all we do, say, and are to others. We not only learn these things, we also teach them to others when we have learned them well enough that we can. Then we teach what we know. These four things are to be in action at all times in us regardless of how well we execute them in our walk with Christ, young in Christ, or old. The second part of this commentary passage reads, By the Spirit of God internally in regeneration, who, according to the tenor of the new covenant, writes this law of love and of Christ upon the heart, and this being written upon the hearts of the Thessalonians by the finger of the Spirit of God, whereby they were dearly directed and powerfully taught to exercise this grace and discharge this duty, and under the influence of the same Spirit did exercise it, it was necessary for the Apostle to write about it and press them to it. Could this be said of any American church you have attended? Have you been such a benefactor of the Spirit of God where you go to church? Maybe you have. However, in America, many are not as well blessed since many human pastors glean rock star fame, fortune, and notoriety. This is in conflict with what we are reading in Scripture. Paul was not like a rock star in his demeanor, temperament, and overall approach when ministering and preaching to those not yet in the kingdom of God as saved believers. Otherwise, why would he have been stoned and been the benefactor of other forms of punishment and affliction? While it is well known that a pastor of any church will become well known, it should not exist as a level of popularity as it does in many American churches today. I am sure that offends some, but where has what we have been doing taken us so many of us can face our present days without fear? While I am concerned and are taking appropriate safety precautions, I am not scared whether I get coronavirus or not. I am married to a general practitioner who, any day, could unknowingly infect me given at least a 14-day incubation period for this deadly illness. I have no fear residing in me, as I truly know my God I serve. I will either live out my days here serving my God or die and go home which is my eventual inevitability anyway. Even if I live, Christ will come again and take me home while I still live. So what is there to fear? If there is no fear of these days, then why is not God's people charging into this present day? Head on! Only you have the answer to that question. So many people are doing so many good things that are applicable to their gifts and their talents. We should be doing so all the more. 
the last scripture this week we want to examine reads, And indeed, you are practicing it toward all the brothers and sisters in all of Macedonia. But we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more, to aspire to lead a quiet life, to attend to your own business, and to work with your hands as we commanded you. In this way, you will live a decent life before outsiders and not be in need. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 10 through 12. In Green's literal translation, this passage also reads, For you also do it toward the brothers in all Macedonia. But brothers, we exhort you to abound more, in eagerly aspiring to be quiet and to do your own things, and to work with your hands, as we enjoined you, that you may walk becomingly toward those outside, and that you may have need of nothing. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 10 through 12. Notice what it says here in both translations. Green's literal translation is a bit more clear as it read, and eagerly aspiring to be quiet and to do your own things, and to work with your own hands, as we enjoined you, that you may walk becomingly toward those outside, and that you may have need of nothing. Quote, those outside, end quote, are not those outside in the backyard. Those who are outside are those outside the faith. I just wanted to make this very clear. Continuing, commentary helps to explain this for further understanding. It reads, And indeed ye do it towards all the brethren, whether high or low, rich or poor, bond or free, greater or lesser believers, and whether related in the bonds of nature or not, they exercise this grace of love without respect of persons to all and not only to all the brethren in the particular community at Thessalonica, but which are in all Macedonia throughout the whole country, particularly at Philippi and Berea and other places. From the new John Gill's exposition of the entire Bible. This seems to be in conflict with what we have just learned earlier. What it says is about what we today call, quote, our witness to others, end quote, and how it should be executed in quiet love. Not abounding in luxury and vivid self-promotion, but only in love, God's love for those we touch, with our lives. This is supported by this comment in the commentary we just read. They exercise this grace of love without respect of persons. This means, today, the things that usually trip us up in daily life with regard to how we perceive others did not affect or affect the Thessalonians in their execution of their witness to others. 
The Thessalonians did not see the things in people we today see. We today are more influenced by what we see than by what we know of people. Yes, certain people should be avoided for the obvious reasons, but so many good people are missed because of what we see and not based in what we know of them. What a statement of those who are supposed to be God's children exhibiting and reflecting His character. Next week, we will get to the subject you all may well have been waiting for. The Lord returns for believers. In chapter 5, verse 15, it reads, Now we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve like the rest who have no hope. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. What does Paul mean when he says this? How can anyone find any comfort once a loved one has died, as those in Thessalonica, to whom Paul is writing? To find out, play or download next week's episode titled, The Lord Returns for Believers. Download this episode next week from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. All other quotes bear the source they are from. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, currently an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Thank you all so much. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to Be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. For more information, check out our mobile, tablet, and desktop-compliant website. Our subdomain hosted at site123.com is unchurched dot site one two three dot m e this website is where you will find additional information about us and the podcast platforms we are in syndication with find direct links to all our podcast platforms under the podcast menu item our rss feed 
is syndicated on many popular podcast platforms. Please use the search phrase, Church of the Un, insert dash symbol, Church. Again, Church of the Un, insert dash symbol, Church. To find us on a podcast platform like iTunes, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, or Spotify, to name a few. We refresh our RSS feed with every weekly episode upload on Sundays. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. If Podomatic has any server issues, all linked episodes on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher will be unavailable for the duration of the server downtime. We therefore post all episodes on our backup host, www.podcasts.com That is podcast with an S. Again, our site address is www.podcasts.com or go to anchor.fm forward slash unchurched. Now to him who is able to strengthen you, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever. Amen. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.